what is going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the podcast my name is jesse rivera i like to talk as always i would like to thank matt munoz and mental buru for allowing me to use their groovy music that you hear on the intro can you hear it right now listen listen ah uh, yeah that is move it girl by mental buru check them out uh links of course all over the place just google them why do we put such a big deal about link 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 me up dude just google me bitch you know what i'm saying all right anyway mento buru jesse rivera tina san lucas yes tina san lucas is on the podcast today she stopped by the studios a couple weeks ago and we had ourselves a nice little chat over a cup of some good coffee that i make dude today is sunday november 28th and that means november is pretty much behind us and it is Christmas time is here again. La la la. Yes, it is time for Santa Claus and his old lady. All that good stuff. All the What's your favorite Christmas movie? I watched Elf the other day and I I'm all in on Elf, but I'm also a huge fan of course of uh, Christmas Vacation, the Home Alone films, all of that stuff. I I love me some good I like watching true romance during Christmas time. I don't know why. Is there a Christmas scene in True Romance? Uh, another good one, uh, Almost Famous starts off its Christmas time at the very beginning of Almost Famous. So, um, and I'm not going to get into the whole Die Hard is a Christmas movie argument. I, I walk away from that all the time because people are just way too passionate about that, you know? Let, let people believe what they want to believe. If you think it's a Christmas movie, it's a Christmas movie. If you don't think it's a Christmas movie, then don't watch it on Christmas. It's that simple, folks. It's that simple you know what else is simple catching me at a live show sometime in the next few weeks uh tell you what i will be at uh comedians and beer on december the 2nd in orangeville uh jay gonzo effect production amber pace is on the bill dylan collins is on the bill and a couple other comics are on the bill and i am hosting thank you jay gonzo for allowing me to host your event uh december the 16th i am on a very Kyrie christmas i am special guest uh on some of the flyers my name is on the flyer on other flyers i'm just special guest you got to take my word for it or look at the other flyer that's december the 16th in chico i actually skipped over a date that i'm really excited about nicole eichenberg and i have a new show premiering at stab comedy theater on december the 11th it is called dear abby what the fuck and it is exactly what it sounds like. Reading Dear Abby letters and saying, what the fuck? Anyway, what the fuck, Tina San Lucas. Enjoy the podcast. Have a great day. Bye. Love you guys. San Lucas, long time no see. How the hell are you? I'm good. I miss you, Jesse. <laughs> you just wanted to sign the wall. I you, did. I, I did. I was jealous. I was seeing people sign the wall. And I was like, I was on this podcast a long ass time ago. And I want to sign that fucking wall. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew that I was gonna get to you eventually. And um I had some I had some cancellations this weekend because life happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, good. Now I'm going to have a Sunday with absolutely nothing to do. And you were like, fuck that bitch. I'm coming over. I know. <laughs> oh, that was pretty fun last night, huh? Oh, my gosh. that uh, You know what's funny is, like, after you do sets, like, 
when, when you're not doing five minute sets too often and then someone asks you to do one sometimes you're like five minutes but last like last night I was like five minutes fuck yeah I'll take it and I crushed it and it was so fun and I needed that kill and I got a lot of love and so funny how being a comedian like you can be going through your other things in life whatever they may be and then you have a good set and it's like all is well even if all is well for just the 15 minutes you're walking around after your set but all is well and no one can touch you and I just needed that last night I got a lot of high fives and a lot of hugs and a lot of you're so talented and it's just like lifted my spirits it was nice yeah it was out at the powerhouse in Folsom and uh that's that, that whole little block is just a party block. It is. You feel the energy. Like I, when you're walking up and like they had that uh, free shuttle with all the lights on it. People were coming up. You were like, oh, this is a something. Like we're here. This is fun. You know? Yeah. A lot of shows you like walk into and you're like, I wonder when the people are going to get here. I know. Totally. And you're like, shit, is anyone going to show? You're like late and still no one's there. You're like, fuck, I'm 15 minutes late. What the fuck? And, and this one, I was like 20 minutes early and couldn't find a parking. Yeah, totally. I know. It was good. So it was... Shannon Battle does a good job producing that show. Yeah, show. that show is a party. Mm-hmm. And um, man, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and and so, there, there was so many little... Uh, what's so crazy is like, okay, so like I'm old. So I don't like the big nightclub crowd. Right. And that's kind of what I was expecting. But there was lots of places within the chaos where you could have a quiet conversation. Like a little nook you could go, yeah. The setup back there is really cool. When you first walk through the front of the powerhouse, that's the nightclub vibe. I don't know if you saw it when you walked out to leave. Everyone was like partying. But once you get back to there, it's like the tiki vibe and the palapa over the stage. And it's a different energy. And you could kind of move into your area and go, hey, this is a a lot. Let me go over in this nook with my homies and chill for a second. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. We were able to just chill and have a conversation. All the, you know, as usual... The, all the comics were kind of to- pushed towards the back of the room yeah. and, and kind of like, you know, uh, some comics get quiet before they're set and some just start hyping themselves up and some are just such pros. They're just back there like, you know, providing emotional support. for Totally. And that's a show that people go to that aren't on it. Aren't on it. You know what I mean? Like, did you see D-Rock there last night? No, I didn't. He was out. He was in the green room behind the stage, but I always walk up to D and give him a hug. I love him. If D-Rock, if you're listening, you're my homie. I love you, dude. Uh, he's such a ta- he's so talented and I just love his energy I see him like he c- always comes through comes through to say hi even if he's not doing a set and I I think that's the best is when you can I, I go to shows even when I'm not on them because you're, you're showing your love you're showing your support you're like I'm here I'm here to watch I'm here to show you I care about this show too you know yeah and there's still always so much to absorb at those shows oh yeah Definitely. You learn. Every time you, you learn, you, I learn all the time. If I'm watching comedy, I mean, even if I'm watching bad comedy, I'm learning. You know what I mean? <laughs> like real shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, do you have trouble falling asleep on those nights? Yeah. Last night I did. I had a hard time. I was, uh, I had the comedy buzz going. I had to like smoke a lot of weed and try to bring myself back to like sleepy land. Uh-huh. I've had some, I've had some other stuff on my mind too, but yeah, last night I, I felt like up. I drove home from Folsom and. I ate junk food on my way home. I've been eating really clean lately. I mean, like, just clean, clean, clean. And so last night I rewarded myself with a a, a Whopper Junior from Burger King, and I, like, immediately regretted it after I ate it. My stomach hurt. And I was like, oh, why did I do that? And then I drove home. But I had the comedy buzz, so I didn't feel too guilty about the burger. And then I got home and washed my face and brushed my teeth and put on my comfy clothes and held my cat and got real high and just sat there and just, like, 
I felt so thankful for comedy last night. I looked at, or I re, re looked at all the pictures we took together, and like, oh yeah, yeah, and I watched my stories again, and I was just, I love that picture you took of me. Thank you, and I just was feeling it. I was feeling the love, and I just thought, God, you know, it doesn't matter if everything else around me is crumbling, or at least it appears to be. It really isn't, but it appears to be sometimes. It doesn't matter. Like I have comedy, and I have my tribe, and like that's all I need right now. You know. Exactly, man. So, Find your tribe. Yeah. You know, um, I take a lot of pictures and. But here lately, like, I catch myself that, like, I don't, I want to be in the moment, you know? Yeah, same. So, like, mm-hmm. so, like, when you went up, I felt like, I felt like an obligation. It was my duty to get at least one good picture of you on stage. But then, also, I wanted to just enjoy your set, right? So, I took out my camera, like, right when your set started, I got in front of two people and said, I'm sorry, give me one second. <laughs> and I snapped two pictures, and the second one was, I was like, Good enough. <laughs> Good. It's a cool picture. It looks dope. I love it. And uh, I did the same for you. I took. I, actually, I need to show you the pictures because I only posted that video, but I got quite a few. And I'm the same. I'm trying to stay in the moment. It's hard right now because my my mind is very. Um, I'm a. Uh, I'm a. I'm a future liver. I live in. I live in the future often. And you're I. A, you're a futurist. Yeah, I am, and and it gives me anxiety. Like. For the most part, I can dream up a great future, and I always have. Everything I've had in my life has been something I've imagined and dreamed. But for some reason, the transition I'm going through right now, like I'm in the middle of like a separation, you know, and, and probably more than likely a divorce, and and um, so I'm in this very transitional space, and um, I I can't see the future right now. Usually, I can. I can build it and see it. Right now, the future is like. It's like a total empty black field covered in fog right now. Like, I can't see anything. It's it's there. And I'm like, I know eventually the fog's going to clear and I'm going to see what this is. But I can't see it. And that's not like me to not be able to see it. But that So that gives me anxiety right now. It's just this really unknown space that I'm going to and I'm trusting in the universe that there's a reason that there's a reason that Tina San Lucas is to not be married and I um if I was if I was to say what I think it is and I think it has to do with comedy. I didn't we're not separating because of comedy. Lewis was so supportive over comedy, but but we're separating for other reasons, but I kind of feel as though when the fog clears in this field that it's 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 comedy. But you're still going to be standing there with the mic in your yeah, hand. Yeah, with a mic in my hand going let's rock and roll. And I have a lot of material coming from this experience I'm going through and being newly single and the single world. Oh my god, the streets what the fuck for the what, streets like, I just like <laughs> we're in the streets yo it is like a war zone out here I'm like a soldier okay I'm a sweet woman on the streets it is ugly for me it's it a is war like, zone people are just throwing dicks right yeah all over <laughs> here's a pussy yeah I'm just dodging dicks like it's a mess and like people are god you know Jesse I always want to believe in like the humanity and the you know the like goodness of people but Man, my spirit is like there are no good, no good people. You know? Well, like, what what you're saying is like the 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 people that you want to believe in, right? That you still want to mm-hmm. believe in humanity. That's your tribe. Yeah. The right? rest of the world is the like if you're, if you're not like, a, yeah, you're yeah, if you're not a comic them. right now, like I don't trust you. You know what I mean? And <laughs> and that's some that's some sad shit to say. I, yeah, I know that. Like legit, you know who, who's in the comedy scene? No. Um, I just I don't oh I don't know. I feel um I don't know. It's just wild world and. But here's the deal. I'm getting hella material. Like, hella. I mean, like... Because you're just, living. Yeah. And it, and that's one thing. I was crying to my girlfriend, and I was just like, dude, this is the most wild world now. Because, like, being single 17 years ago is not the same. There's no. no dating apps. There's no, there's none of this shit, right? 
So being single now is this whole other entity. And I was crying to her, not you know, just saying like, dude, I am not cut out for this. Yeah. Well, I, it, my spirit is too good for this. And she was like, buckle up, bitch. Cause it gets worse. <laughs> and I was like, worse. Oh my God. Like I'm going to need a therapist for the rest of my fucking life. And just people are so nasty and, and so dishonest and, and I'm too honest. I'm so honest that they can't even handle me because so anyway, it's a lot, but here I am. And, um, you know, just baby steps, man. You just got to keep it moving. And, um, and I, like I said, I'm getting really great material and I'm also, um, pulling really close to my friends. I'm feeling really happy that my friend, I have good, good friends that I'm close to right now that totally are getting me through the day to day. Like you call and we, me and you call each other and check on each other. And I love that. And, and my friend Lourdes is like such a sounding board for me. Thank God for her. And, um, you know, and Becky, I talked to you Becky. Have a, do you have friends that like, you got a friend that no matter what is going to let you cry and like, and like just be in your feels. And you got like a friend that's just going to like kick your ass. Like, oh yeah. Knock the shit off. Oh yeah. Lourdes will be like, bitch, pull up your big girl panties and keep it moving. Like, you know, and I'm just sensitive. I'm sensitive. And I, you know, I've been reading a lot about spirituality and that if I was in like a, um, like a, uh, a tribe of people like back in the day, like indigenous tribe, if right. you will. And, and my personality, they would choose me to be like a shaman because I'm such a feeler or a medicine, like woman or an, or a spiritual person or like the person in charge of all the crystals or the herbs or some, you know, cause I'm such a feeler. I just like, I feel a lot. I get it. I and, get it. Um, and that would be my gift. And it's so funny in like modern day, sensitivity is like frowned upon like you, you know you're weak or oh you're so sensitive or you know you know um you're too suck sensitive it, su yeah suck it up when i really have to concentrate on the idea that my sensitivity is my gift and that there's a reason that i'm a feeler and there's a reason that i i can see things a mile away i can feel shit like before it happens and and, um, and then just when I start to doubt it too, and I go, this is in your head, then something will happen and I'll feel it. And then, it'll, and then, then there'll be reassurance of it. And I'll go, oh yeah, well, fuck, I saw that coming. So I just need to like really pull close to that and trust in that because sometimes I tell myself, you feel too much, you're tripping. And then every time I'm tripping, it's true. So I'm like, I just have to trust that like when I'm tripping, it's for a reason, you know? And yeah. it's, it's hard because there's people around you that'll talk you out of like, oh, that ain't right. And it ain't like that. And then it turns out it's like that. You're overthinking so. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate to hear that you're overthinking because I am an overthinker, but 99% of the time when I'm overthinking it, my thinking's right anyway. So fuck it. Like, I don't know. It, I'm in just a really strange place right now, but I am embracing that strange place and I'm being nice to the little girl, Tina Bina inside me and telling her like, you know, like there's a reason all this is happening and I'm being strong and like, you know, my separation is going well. I have a, an ex who is just kind and gentle and sweet. And we're both, uh, we're both very um, committed to having a healthy separation. Right. Give me one second. Sorry. Crying dog. Come on. Well, I'm just going to give her exactly what she wants. Come here. Come on. To sit in your lap. Yeah, that's what she wants. Come on, baby. Baby. She'll come over here right now. Put your phone on vibrate. 
there yeah there there's there's a lot to be said with like having like a small nucleus of a, of a tribe that yep. that like that's like you go out in the world and you have adventures it's like you you leave the village for a little bit at a time every day and you go out and you have these adventures and then you get material or you know but um do you write every day? How do you do? Do you write in the morning? Do you write at night? Okay, so what I usually do is during the day, things come to me and I put them in my notes. And I just put like little bullet points. And if I do have some one-liners, I'll throw them in there. And then every night before I go to bed, like I wash my face and get in my comfy clothes and my robe and I sit on the couch and the cat sits with me. And then I take those bullet points and notes and then I put them in my notebook and I'll write out the jokes. So I, do, I try to do that every night. I usually end up taking about... Saturdays and Sundays off because nights that I do shows I usually don't do that so like Friday and Saturday if I do a show I'll just go home and I won't write before I go to bed because I'll just enjoy that set but it's usually like Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday so what's funny is I have a lot of jokes that I write that like can't be born yet there's embryos and then I think they could be born a year or two or later like they don't turn into anything and some of them are still really good I look back and look at them in my notes and I'm like damn these are good like these are good jokes yeah but, I don't know. I like, you know, a clean set hasn't come out of this bitch yet. And I don't know why, because people tell me all the time, you need a clean set, you need a clean set. But I'm trusting that um, my brain is living in this blue comedy world for a reason. Like, you know, sometimes I, I think I should have a clean set. I'd get more work and, and I will eventually, but for some reason I'm not there yet. So I'm just trusting the process of my dirty comedy and, you know, and, um, I don't know. I'm just in this place right now. And so it'll evolve and it'll change. And I do have a lot of clean jokes, jokes about my son and, you know, mom jokes and stuff. But I just I'm not ready yet for that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, you're not going up there and not being truthful. Like you're telling the truth when you're up on stage. And that's evident in the the uh, the laughter as much as like in the, in the uncomfortable laughter that you see people yeah. because it's like it's touching like on a side that that people aren't always comfortable with but you see that a lot like at your shows of like people turning and laughing or like putting their head down and laughing like oh my god i can't believe i'm laughing to other people they're just at one with themselves and couldn't laugh at that but uh, i was standing in the back by a couple last night and the wife just kept uh, like just kept laughing and laughing and laughing like oh my and she kept like nodding like yes like that's so true and you know so um, I want to say the things that we're all doing but no one wants to talk about it because they're shameful and they're too much and they're but it's like but that's where the humor is because like we all have these things that we're all doing but no one's talking about it because they're nasty or they're different or whatever you know and um I don't know. I, I've always, that's part of my gift. I've always been somebody to be in a room full of people at a party and say the one thing that everyone's thinking, but no one has the balls to say. Yeah. And I've been called a loud mouth and I've been called a freak and I've been called this and that. And I've been called all those things, but like, it's my gift. So like, I'm not embarrassed to say it. I'm never embarrassed after a set. I think I have been just one time when I had a pretty bad bomb, but for the most part, I'm never embarrassed. I walk off stage and people will just give me knuckles and say that's so funny you're funny you're hilarious like wow and and part of it too is how I look like I look very innocent and sweet so I don't look like I'm going to say the things I say and mm. I think there's a contrast in that that is like there's an element of surprise and yeah yeah so I'm gonna try to stick to that you know and and I'm good like at this point realistically all my stuff together I think I have like I probably have about 30 minutes right now if I 
If you just string it all together. Yeah. Yeah. I and think so th I need to sit and write it all out real good. And I probably need a couple connecting jokes to connect some bits, you know? Yeah. But that would just be a few lines. But I, so I need to do that soon. It's funny because I'm kind of on that right now. I told myself I want to give myself one whole day to like get real stone, sit in a room, put it all on paper, put the papers on the ground, move them around, string it all together into like a train, you know, and go, okay, this is my 30 minutes. Cause you know, in the next, I wanted to do it in my first two years of comedy, which was a little ambitious, but um, probably by the time I hit five years, I need my hour done. So I'm about halfway uh -huh. to an hour, which is good. Two and a half years in, I'm 30 minutes. If I can get another 30 minutes in two and a half years, by five years, I can record an album. And that's really the goal. Yeah. So we'll see. It's tough setting comedy goals when uh, we listen to Johnny Taylor telling his stories. And I he's know. like, well, two years in, I had an album. I know. He's like, now I'm on my fifth album. Netflix is calling, you know, yeah. like Johnny's just like, t -t -t -t. he just hits all the, t -t -t. He's, yeah. just he's just climbing up there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Johnny's one of my good friends and I consider him one of my mentors and he, um, anytime I get distracted and get off track, he always just says, keep your eye on the prize, Tina. Don't worry about any of that. None of that matters. This is what matters. And he puts me back on track and with just like a couple sentences of support and, and then, I'm back on track. So um, I'm thankful to be his friend. And he's so funny and so sincere. And I just love him and Alicia. And I love them together. And I just was, we were at their house last night. Yeah. And their house is bomb. And um, and they're just good people to be around, you know, and good energy. So I appreciate both of them so much. Yeah, we, we've been really lucky to, like, from the, from the very beginning. Well, I guess also, like, we, like, are very, like, we pick up on people's vibes because oh, like yeah. everyone, like everyone is friendly and everyone is friendly in the scene. Like right. there, there's, there's hardly <clears throat> anybody that's like, nah, I'm not going to talk to you about, you know, maybe that's me sometimes, but, <laughs> but Fuck them people. yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like everyone's super friendly. And so like that we've come through these first two years, three years, I don't know. The pandemic fucked up like the way I'm counting time. Oh, I feel like the pandemic, you know, we're 18 months in now, over March will be two years. I feel like it doesn't count or something. It, like, things are coming up in my memories on Facebook that are saying a year ago, and I was like, it feels like six years ago. But then at the same time, I'm like, that wasn't that long ago. But because, I think there was just because there was so much time of just being at home of nothing happening. Yeah, no, it was like no memories, being on no, summer break yeah, or winter break yeah, for like it just 18 all months. Blend like, together. Yeah. So I agree. It kind of did some weird shit with that, but... You know, here we are. I mean, I don't I, like God. I shouldn't even say this out loud, but like, I don't really even think about COVID too much. Well, I mean, we've taken the precautions in order to not have to. Yeah, I've, I'm yeah. vaxxed and yeah. I wear a mask. And I mean, when I need to wear a mask, but for the most part, like, we've learned to live with it. Yeah, I don't. That's I don't what watch it is. The note. I do you watch the news. I don't watch any of the news. I don't keep track of the numbers. Do you? I I, I look at the numbers you every do. day because okay. I'm a numbers guy. Okay. And um, I read uh. <clears throat> what I do is like I read the headlines like I'll read the Fox News headlines and the CNN news headlines and no, I know that they are both like one is way over here and another one is way over here so I'm like okay if they're saying this I kind of like meet in the middle, middle of like, like okay of like how relevant what they're saying really is and yeah. then you also got to remember that that's probably three weeks old you know yeah. by the time something's getting talked about it's true so um no I I, I do glance at the news, but at the end of the day, I know that it's my little bubble that I really need to be active Focus, yeah. in and focused in. Yeah. And like, that's, what's gonna, 
save me if, you know, the apocalypse does happen, you know. Yeah. If the apocalypse happens, I'm not going to wait and see what Biden tells me to do. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to, uh, you know, get together with my friends and like this, we're going to have to hunker down, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the news is... is... I can't watch it. It gives me anxiety. It makes me... That's um, that's not me. Cause I no, that's me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't watch the news. It makes me... It gives me anxiety. And I, to be honest, like... I very rarely watch screens. I mean, like my phone, you know, or my computer, but I don't watch too much TV. And it, it's rare when I do because I I have a hard time sitting still long enough. You know what this pandemic kind of ruined for me is like, I used to be so excited. I used to try to go to a movie almost every weekend. Oh, I love the movies. Yeah. And I miss the, the movies. And, um, and I have... a movie soon. I, I'm going... Are you uh, too scared to go to a movie? No, no, I'm not scared to go to a movie. No, I've gone to a couple. Okay. But it's been weird because it's been like five people in the audience. Like, yeah. I remember like going and seeing, um, I think the last big one for me was uh, going and seeing uh, Black Panther. Oh, like legit. on opening night. That's a good movie. And the, or or uh, the um, A Star is Born. Oh, okay. Going opening weekend oh, yeah. and the theater being just, Packed. like the whole theater was like, like a yeah. buzz. Yeah. You know, and everyone was in a good mood. Did that and, sound again? like it was like right like you like walking up the stairs you could smell beer alcohol weed like you know like everyone in there yeah yeah everyone was was in a good was having a good like and that hasn't been the movie experience yeah the the handful of times that i've gone yeah but even though but even going out like um going to shows kind of felt like that but um i want to say that my last punchline show and then last night at powerhouse like they really did feel like and and but people were living with with covid because we were we were showing our we were showing our vaccine cards to get in um we're wearing masks for the most part you know um but we're kind of getting along with our everyday life you know um i think that like you know we're finding places and circles to hang out in where you're not looked at in a different way if you're wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, you know? Um, whereas, like, there's still, I think there's still some places that you could go to and you're going to get, ju- you're going to feel judgment on you. But, like, we're choosing to hang out in the places where, like, they're just comfortable with everyone doing what they need to be doing, you know? So, that's what I got to say about that. I don't know where I I love went. the movies. Yeah. Movies, so movies. We started there. Yeah, we should go to the movies. I'm down for going to the movies, but I haven't seen like anything. I haven't seen a preview for anything that has made me say, "Oh, I want to go see that." Me and Becky, a while back, went to see A Quiet Place Part Two, and then I saw this. Um, we saw an advertisement for a movie called Old. Oh. And did you see that? That already sounds scary. It was fucking. <laughs> I know because we're old, bitch. Um, so it was like the premise is I don't remember exactly, but something like these people were either on a boat or on a plane. I think a boat, and it crashes on a deserted island. Oh, and the that. island makes them age really fast. I saw that preview. Yeah, yeah, creepy as fuck. And I usually don't like scary, but I saw that, and I was like, "Ooh, I want to see that." But movie. you know what? Oh, but okay, not to not to like like try to burst your bubble on that. It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. I fucking like him, dude. I don't know. He's hit or miss. All right. The Village was dope. You the remember that The Village was weird. I know, but it was like, it, it, I just understood it in so many ways about them leaving society and creating their own world because like, it's ugly out here, bitch. People are fucked up. Like so many fucked up things happen when you're like, have the regular people around you. Like I could see like, 
me being part of like the like village. something like that and being yeah. like can you imagine right now if we could like if it was the apocalypse we had to build our own community in the woods up here in grass valley or something yeah and how we would really have to judge who we let in oh, what are your gifts what do i'd you be super judgy yeah same what are your gifts what do you can contribute you can't contribute shit by your drama get out like uh-huh. you know what i mean like I just, ugh, it was such a good one. So, since, I like his... Since every- we're talking M. Night Shyamalan, mm-hmm. my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie is Signs. Yeah, I like Signs. It was that, good. Joaquin Phoenix is in that. Yes, oh, yeah. I have such a crush on Joaquin Phoenix. Same, oh, same. The, okay, the lip. Here, the lip. The lip. The lip was, scar. Yeah, he was born, like, with the hair lip and they fixed it. And I think that as I get older, like, you know when you're young, you think hot is hot. Now when I get older, I like, there's, like, I like unique things about someone, like a scar or, like, you know, like a freckle on a strange spot or even like a big nose might give someone character or like a cro- crooked tooth or something. And I think like that scar of Joaquin Phoenix, oh, he just does it for me. Have you seen the movie Her with him in it? Yeah, Her? that one's a weird one. It, I liked it though. It was so... What about, what about Tom Hardy? I never saw it. Is it good? No, no, Tom Hardy the actor. Oh, I was like, I thought it was a movie. No. I don't even know who Tom Hardy is. Okay, Tell me. he was Bane, uh, but he was also... What movie? Bane? No, he's in one of the Batman movies. He's been in a ton of movies. We're gonna. Have oh to, yeah, I know who he is. No, we're gonna have to I'm cut this part out because he's people are gonna be screaming. Boy. I don't really like. Too, is he too pretty? He's too rugged. Pretty. He's too pretty boy for me. Really? Yeah. So what about Russell Crowe? Mm, he, he doesn't do it for me either. Mm. No, I like Joaquin Phoenix is hot. Um, River Phoenix's fucking brother was smoking. I'm not really into white guys too much. That's weird that I just said River Phoenix, but um, uh, the guy who played Black Panther, he died, but he's smoking. So yeah. Hot. Um, now I'm on the tip of hot people. I'm single right now, so my brain's like, who are the hot guys? You know? Yeah, yeah, you're just processing hot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it, I get it. What do you want to get done before the year's over? Oh, that's a good question. Um, What do I want to get done before the or year's over? Or is that over? even bothering you? Because some no, people don't. I'm not, I'm not a New Year person like that. Like, resolution, the year, like, to me, it's always, it's I always have goals. I'm always like, and to me, it could be okay, daily, you know what? monthly, weekly. Okay, you know, instead of saying that. Let's just say, reflecting back on the year, what are you thankful for? Oh, I like that. Um, oh, I'm thankful for my separation. I was going to say, even if it's something that wasn't beautiful, yeah. right? It's and, you like... know, it is beautiful. My separation is beautiful. I'm thankful that the universe gave me the huevos to... Um... <sighs> Sorry. To not be afraid uh-huh. of the unknown. And to trust that the universe has a plan for my life and that um, that I surrender it. Whatever uh-huh. the plan is, that I know it's the best plan yeah. for me and for my son. And believe it or not, for Lewis too. Because Lewis ain't going anywhere. Like yeah. He's in my life forever. We have a kid together. Mine and Lewis's joke is that when you have a kid with someone, it's like herpes. They're like herpes. It's like, always going to be there. Always. It ain't going anywhere, you know. P.S. We don't have herpes, but I just wanted to make sure we P.S.A. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I just, uh, I'm thankful that I have a, a life partner who I have a child with who's good and kind and doesn't want to destroy me and trust that I have, you know, um, still at the age of 42 have big dreams for my life. And, um, you know, I, two years ago I had thought about, you know, what would it be like? not being married and what would that look like and um and i never thought i'd have the stones to do it you know and, and I, I and i said to myself i'll never do it. It, it like if he breaks up with me then we'll break up but it was like i had to do it it was the hardest thing. it's so much easier being broken up with 
than breaking up with someone else. It's just easier. It's easier to get dumped. Right. And I've been dumped by every person I've ever been with except Lewis. Like, I don't You're all dummy, bitch. Yeah. I was like, ah. And I feel bad saying that. I hate to say dumping him. That sounds awful. But, you know, I just, I'm thankful that I evolved to a point where the idea of becoming going into a cocoon by myself without him and even without Kingston in a way and metamorph doing a metamorphosis because our family is going into its own cocoon and metamorphosizing and I'm going into my own personal one and I, it was so scary to detach from the family enough I mean I'm not detached I'm still there but detach enough to know that I can evolve by myself and do my own thing and that's a really hard thing for women yeah to do. that you're it, that you're that you can uh uh start visualizing a different type of future that they're still a, still a part of, in. but I have a, a, an individualism and that's a hard thing because as women, okay, I'm going to hit a nerve. If anyone's listening, women, no women, one listens. <laughs> okay, good. Women give up way fucking more, way, oh. way, way more than men to, to, for a family and for a marriage. And I don't care who the fuck you are. They give up way more. We hang ourselves on the cross we're the martyrs. We're like, oh, like I'll give up everything for my husband to be happy and for my kid to be happy, which is beautiful. But in a way, we're doing a disservice to ourselves because women are so powerful. I mean, we have like this female intuition that is really magic. Well, this motherly intuition. Yeah, and this yeah. motherly intuition that is sincerely magic. Like, you know how like... um. Uh, like a rabbit, you see a rabbit, you know, eating grass, and then a rabbit hears a noise, and it, it gets up on its hind legs, and its ears go up, and they turn, and and, and it's it, it's in like, you know, that protective mode. What's happening? And women have that sixth sense. I mean, the hairs will stand up on your arms if you feel like your baby's being threatened in any way, and it's such a power that men don't have it. I'm not saying men aren't protective; they are, but. Men are usually protective when the women saying, "Yo, I need you to protect me." You uh -huh. know what I mean? Well, women can sense it as it's just barely happening and there's so, so like, like with men it's a reaction and with women it's an instinct yes yes perfectly said and so i just think that um detaching myself from this family entity and then there's this whole thing society tells you this is how it should be and that's so embedded in us as women from disney movies find your prince and fall in love and happily ever after and have a family and and it's really like a yeah, ma made yeah, up. Like, like your life has no purpose until yeah. you meet him. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I never had that ever. I was never the little girl that was like, someday I want to be married. I always said, I don't, I'll never marry. I'll never have kids. I always said that. And then I met Lewis and fell in love. But I always, it always felt like a little stifling to get married and have kids. It made me feel um, held back. And so now just, I'm thankful for this year to detach myself enough from it to know that I still have my power and I still have my grace and I'm still inspired and my family's just because I'm detached from them in a certain way I haven't cut the cord or anything but I'm detached enough that I can still evolve on my own yeah while being still being a mother and a wife and that's going to involve co-parenting and thank goodness I have a life partner like Lewis who will um, do this with me and yeah. not bail, uh, not abandon us, and I'm not going to abandon them, you know. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for comedy, and I'm thankful for my home. Like me and Lewis, you know, when we were navigating this separation, are we going to sell the house and split the money? Are we, gonna, you know, you have to talk about all the details. And I'm so blessed that like we're going to keep this house, and we're together. He lives in the apartment in the back, and we're still doing our thing. And 
I'm just really thankful for that because um, my home means a lot to me and I love it there and I love being there and it's my safe place and Kingston likes it and Lewis likes it and we're yeah, all yeah. we're all still there and so I'm thankful for that. I'm like, how did God um, soften both of mine and Lewis's hearts so much that no one's fighting for anything? There's nothing. There's nothing to fight for because we have everything we need. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, your home really becomes special and yeah. That's something that, like, um, like I, I really learned a lot from you in the last, I don't know, couple of years that, that we've been hanging out. It's like every time I leave your house, like, I come back to my house and feel like, like, how can I make it as comfortable and as cozy and as inspiring as Aww. your place, you know? Aww. And so, like, I have all these little, so, like, I just kind of, like, try to do the same here at my house. And, like, I really feel so, like, I can come in here and I can... And like I, I work out of here like my job, my nine to five. But then I also like I just turn around and like I'm back here right. and I'm writing and I'm looking at all this stuff on the walls and, this and you have great stuff. All the stuff that inspires me. And then I can go into the living room and watch some TV or listen to records, you know. You know, I think um a lot of times people ask me, like, what are you what are you doing right now? Like me, you know, like what are you doing? Like, what are you trying to do? And like you kinda hit on it and it's like I'm just trying to do things right now to make the rest of my life the best of my life yeah and that's I, what like, you do that's something that i that i, that I kind of just keep saying to myself you know it's very true the rest of your life to make the rest of your life the best of your life you know michelangelo didn't paint the sistine chapel till he was in his 50s but i think about that a lot wow like yeah he was in his 50s so and he had other work too right so he went through his life and and, and being an artist that's the other thing i'm learning too is like i don't have time for people who don't understand my art if you don't get it it's okay yeah, if you it's don't not get, for yeah, everybody. If you don't get me, and I am a working piece of art. We all are. We're all like uh -huh. a piece of art. And if you don't get me, and you don't like me, and I'm too much, I'm not for you. That's okay. Kick rocks. We keep it moving. And I know that like if this is as good as my art is right now at 42, oh man, what is it going to be like when I'm 52, 62, yeah. 72? Yeah. I'm going to be an 80 year old lady with a walker getting on stage. People yeah. are going to be like, this bitch, she's still doing this, you know. And I, I, I just. I'll never stop comedy ever. I, and I even have had moments, even during COVID, where I'm like, oh, maybe I won't do this anymore. I don't want to be out at night because it's so much easier to just sit your ass on your couch and be stoned and be like, fuck it, I ain't going out. Yeah. But I have to do it. When I don't do it for a week, I get antsy. I'm like, dude, I'll hold a microphone in my house and just be like, I need to hold a mic. Yeah, like, uh, I have to do it. I and, woke up this morning going, oh, when's my next show? Yeah, when's yeah. my next show? Always when you have a good set, you're like, oh, I need yeah. again. And, um, and, you know, making the... Rest your life, the best of your life. I know I have so much more. I didn't start comedy till I was 40. And sometimes I go, I wish I would have started it earlier. You know what? No, I don't. Because I wasn't ready. I was not ready to do what needs to be done. And I'm ready now. And I'm, I started at 40. I'm two and a half years in, which I don't feel like is, I still feel like I'm still a baby. I'm yeah. barely, I'm a, barely, I'm a walking toddler. You know, I ain't shit. And so if I just keep going and moving and trusting, it's going to, I know it's my destiny. I know it is. I know because I dream about it. I dream about being, I like have dreams, physical dreams of comedy. I wake up thinking about it. I go to bed thinking about it. All my friends are comics. Anytime I'm anywhere, like have you ever gone out to a place and then you see a stage in a place like in a restaurant? You're all, oh, you can do comedy yeah, here. Let me rock like, it. Yeah, yeah, let like, me do five. Yeah, right. <laughs> Legit. During brunch, good morning. Yeah, let me um, do five. <laughs> yeah, and so I just know, anytime I see a mic on a stand, I'm like, oh, yeah. like there's something on a microphone. Like I love, I, I want to start collecting vintage mics. Like oh, all really? different kinds of mics. Yeah, I've seen a lot of really, really, I would like a shelf in my um, office that has like a few of them. 
I just. And then you need to know the history. Like this was made on like 1954. Yeah, yeah, 19... I know. They have, I've been looking at them online. There's all yeah. kinds of cool ones. And so, you know, I'm just trusting. I'm trusting. I, as an artist, I know the rest of my life is going to be the best of my life. And this part is, right now I'm going through like this really metamorphosis. And I think, I keep saying, I don't know why I keep saying this. I keep saying, by your birthday, you're going to be feeling better. Because my heart is so heavy, man. I'm just like. My heart feels like it's made out of fucking lead right now. It's just my chest feels heavy and I am hurting. Every once in a while, it'll lighten up. When I'm on stage, I don't think about any of this, so it lightens up. Or if I'm with a friend, I sitting across from you last night on that live wood slab and the heater was on us. Yeah. And we were talking about doing this podcast. It, my heart was not heavy because I wasn't thinking about any of that. So for some reason, my eye is on my birthday. My birthday's in March, so it's a little less than six months from now. And I just keep saying, by your birthday, you're going to feel better. And I don't know why that's like this point for me. So I'm just trying to like day by day get to my birthday. I'll be 43. I'm going to throw a party in the dope room, a big one. And because you know how I love a party and and it's going to be fun. And then that's going to be like, you know, um, I imagine these. I love Bali and I imagine these two beautiful carved wood, bright colored Balinese doors opening up on my 43rd birthday. That will be my three year comedy anniversary. And they're going to open and it's like now the garden that was all dead and shit is all like blooming like fern gully and fucking flowers and vines. And it's like, all right, bitch, here's your new space. Yeah. And probably by then we'll start looking for a condo for Lewis to move off campus because like we can't live like that forever. You know what I mean? I need, I'm going to need like my own space. So yeah. I have a feeling around then things will like kind of blossom and change. It'll be another change. I don't like change. I'm a weirdo. I like, I like shit like... This is how I like this it. How it works. You know, like yeah. I like a routine. I like things like I like to know what's coming. I don't like surprises. Even good surprises. I'm like, bitch, you know I don't like surprises. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm just trusting in God and trusting more than anything, trusting in myself, which means if I trust in myself, I'm trusting in God because God created me and I'm made in his image. So I can say trust in God, but for real, I have to trust in myself. I have to trust that I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I've always known what I'm doing. I've Everything I've ever done in my life has been the right thing. Even if it appears to be the wrong thing, it's the right wrong thing to get me to the To get you to thing. where you're going. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I make really good decisions and I stack my decisions. And if I make a wrong one, that's okay. It'll still stack. It'll just be a little wobbly. But then the next piece will straighten it out. And the next piece and next piece. So, um, Tina San Lucas, she ain't going anywhere. She's got big motherfucking plans. So buckle up, bitches. You think you, you've heard crazy she, shit on stage? You just wait. More's coming. I worry about your birthday, too, because I don't know how I'm going to uh, match. Uh, Last year's birthday gift? Yeah, yeah. It's, you better start thinking it's, about it no, now. I'm already thinking about it. There, there's one thing that I think, well, there's one thing that I know can match it. And I just hope that when the time comes, I can... I can snag, I still listen. Just, I just to clear one. everyone, clear everyone in. Jesse and I have been friends for over a year and a half, and I love the movie Marie Antoinette, and love it with Kirsten Dunst, and the soundtrack to it is so great. New Order, The Cure, like oh, Susie and the Banshees. Susie and the Banshees. So many good artists, and I told him how much I love that soundtrack, and I listen to it all the time. And then he came over on my birthday, and he's like, "I know you're gonna love your gift." And I opened it up, and it was. The Marie Antoinette soundtrack on vinyl. It's a pink <laughs> record. It's like bubblegum pink and it's got kind of white swirlies on it. Oh my God. I listen to it all the time. I love it. And and, and like I always think of that Susie and the Banshees song. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun, that dun, totally dun, makes dun, that. Dun, 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 dun. And she starts singing. And it just like pumps me up. And so anytime I'm feeling down, I'm like, put that. And every time I play it, I'm like, no one's ever gotten me a rat or birthday gift. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. It was so hard to get. It was... And, 
Oh, uh, it was so hard to get. And then the wheeling and the dealing to get it. Like, it, the whole thing was a rush. Yeah. The whole thing was a rush. Was like, oh, I found one. They want how much? Oh, no. Uh, let me let me email them. And just, like, just bargaining with the guy. Like, oh, I could, oh, what, or, you know. And then is it going to arrive on time? Just the whole, everything yeah. about it was I a love rush. it. I love it. It sits in the front. And, like, Kingston, I don't let Kingston touch it. He's <laughs> put on a record. He's like, let's put this one on. Don't touch the pink one. That's my favorite one. <laughs> And um, I need to do a good record cleaning right now. So what I notice is the records you give me, you take the record out of its case, and then you put a plastic sleeve, and then it lives outside of the case. Yeah, that way you don't touch the case. Yeah, see, and I, I, I need to do that. So I need to buy record sleeves, because I notice every record you give me, it, and it protects it better. And then it's easier to get the record in and out, because yep. it's hard putting them in. Some of them open like this, you got to put them in and then, you, and then you were, then when you start doing that, like one of these days you're going to let it slide into its own original sleeve, too hard and it's going to tear the sleeve yeah and so that so, way you don't even touch that stuff. yeah so i need to do that i need to get some i need to like i need to do like a record organization i need to get real stoned and do that like on a friday night by myself if i don't have a show and like really take care of my records because yeah. i have a really good collection see you have every record in the world and uh, and you know we don't have this in writing but i'm just going to say this on the podcast so that way it's documented somewhere because <laughs> i told jesse if he dies I want the records, and he said his nieces and nephews get first dibs, and if they don't want them, Tia San Lucas gets the records. Fair enough. All right, so I, you have a great, great collection, but my, uh, I, I'm really, I don't have a lot of space. I have a small house, and so I'm really particular about what records I buy. They get to stay there. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm like they all have to be albums that I love the whole album, not just one song. And uh, there was an album the other day that I was like, I want to get. Oh, Jungle has a new album out, and Who? I meet Jungle. They're one of my favorite. Oh you yeah, just, you, you just saw them. Yeah, I just saw them. Oh my god, that was a fun show. Me and Lourdes went to that, and it was like fire. So I need to, um, I need to get their newest album on vinyl. I need to order that. There was another album that I was gonna talk to you about. It'll come back. It'll come back. But right. I, um, I just I need to go record shopping. There's a few of them. Oh, it's so much buy. fun. I know. We should go. I know. Let's go to the city. Oh, there's a store. I know a spot. We, we can get in and like, out. Hey, Ashbury and have Throw brunch. house records. There's a. There, oh, okay, we'll talk about it okay. after the pop. So let's wrap this up. Okay. Tina San Lucas. Five easy questions. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Ready. No right or wrong answers. Oh, I'm scared. Go. Tina San Lucas. What are you afraid of? Um. Oh, my biggest fear is that Kingston will grow up and not want me in his life. Oh my gosh, that's wow, that's dark. Like, and I when I say not want me, I don't mean like abandon me and be like fuck you, mom. Like, even lightly not want me. Like, just be too busy to call me and check in, and too busy to like tell me about his life. If he moved away to New York City, I wouldn't. I'm not for the mom that's like stay here. I want him to grow, go to the world, move to Europe. I don't care. Hopefully, I'll have enough money to go see you. But, but I just want him to call me and be like. This is what's going on. The kids are in school. Whatever the fuck. Or maybe he doesn't have kids. He's like, I'm doing this and I'm a musician. Whatever. And, you know, and I just want him to want to share his life with me. Yeah. And even if you're a good mom, I have friends who are great moms and have great kids, but they don't call him. And that would re that's my biggest fear is that yeah. Kingston yeah. won't want to include me in the everyday mundane what kind of coffee do you drink? What do you like? What do you like? When yeah, you go that's in, a trip when like you have a family member that you absolutely love, right? Uh -huh. And you're like, oh, you don't even put creamer in your coffee? Like, yeah, or yeah. you don't know uh, that. I don't, yeah. Like, I want to know like how he likes his eggs. I want to yeah. know him yeah. forever. And I didn't know you were gluten. Like, yeah, yeah, like you know, I can't imagine not knowing him. And I, so that's my biggest fear is yeah. that he will grow to be an adult and he somehow there will be an energy in his life that he won't want me part of it. And that well, really I think that me. also shows that they have a complete life though yeah maybe hopefully i don't know that's that's pretty tough um 
Who or what inspires you? Um, people who are 100% honest really oh. inspire me. Like, I mean, honest, honest. I mean, like, when you can share the things about yourself that you're embarrassed about. Because uh-huh. I'm not a real judgmental person. Like, like your life is your life. You can tell me you're fucking 47 years old and you live with your dad. Uh-huh. I'll ask why. But whatever the reason is, I'll go, okay. Like, right you know, and I just, I don't really, I just think when people are unapologetically honest, it makes me love them. I just go, damn, you're not afraid. Because if you're honest, the rest of the world's going to be honest with you. And I think that inspires me the most. When people bend the truth or lie to make themselves look good, I don't like that. And, okay. and it, it's uninspiring. Uh-huh. What are you uh, binging uh, Disintegration, The Cure. Oh I listen to that album, Honest to God, five times a day. And I have since the day we broke up. It's my breakup album. It's, it's, it's the perfect breakup yeah, and album. and it's so good. And it's it's everything. It's just everything. Like, it, 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 it's, it inspires me. It makes me, it feeds my sadness. It feeds my happiness. It makes me want to win. It makes me want to lose. It makes me want to die. And it makes me want to live. Like, it's all of it. You know... It's like you said it was the perfect breakup album and it, and it, and it, 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 had, it, uh, it helps you experience everything. Uh-huh. Like the three songs that just jumped to me were like, of course, like when you said breakup, I immediately thought of pictures of you. Yes, of course. Right? Mm-hmm. But, then, but then I also thought of like the romance leading up to the breakup. Mm-hmm. And I thought of Fascination Street. Fascination Street? I was just going to say that. You know, Never said and, it. Then, and then the, the, the hope after the breakup, I thought of Love Song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, but then there's so much more in Close between. Close down that. is good too. Yeah, you know um, my favorite uh, cure moment is uh, I saw them at uh, at Bottle Rock in Napa. Oh, dope! And when they were playing pictures of you, that that beginning part where they're just playing the guitar for like mm-hmm. two minutes, Robert Smith was on one end of the stage and his guitarist was on the other end of the stage, and they were just looking at each other, just like yeah, and they were just grooving like i was like what what beauty this is to have a best friend that you could like that 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 song like has a whole different meaning to them yeah you know and they were just and they were in that moment you know they were acknowledging each other i've seen bands where they're like they don't even look at each other the whole show you know but they were like still so in love with each other as bandmates like performing that together like i don't know how many years later you know but that that is a great. That's one of the top albums of all time. I love it. It's a great album. I love it. I the can't Cure stop. Disintegration. All right, binging the Cure Disintegration. Oh, let me get this on record. You want to do? Um, I want to do a top five Cure podcast. Oh, top top okay. five Cure songs. Ooh. And you know, Buddy wants in on it. Oh, I love Buddy. Yeah, Buddy okay. wants in on it. I and, want in uh, on it. And I think I know who the fourth is going to be. Okay. All right. Um, what are you even meaning to get to? Uh, like goals or just, just like even like god damn I gotta put that laundry away like uh, it could uh, be that simple I gotta get back to Tulum Mexico Tulum? oh wow I gotta get back I gotta get back soon I think I'm gonna get back we were gonna go as a family we went as a family it's my place it's my place I and I need to go alone you need to go I'll, back and rebuild I, I, I need to go by myself and I wanna go to Mexico by myself I'll land in Cancun I'll get on the bus I speak enough Spanish to know what I'm doing uh-huh. and get down there by myself and do like you know, like a long weekend on the beach in Tulum by myself. I really need to do that. 
and and I'm looking forward to by myself trips. I'm looking forward to traveling alone. I'm a strong female. I'm not scared. I want to go to Bali. And I just I, I always envisioned going to Bali with my family. But then I now that you know we're changing, I think I want to travel alone. So I want to get back to Tulum. I know it's on my spirit. It'll probably be 2022 next year. I want to go with a sarong and a bathing suit, a pair of shorts, tank top, and flip flops, small bag. I don't need much. Yeah. Put my hair in a ponytail and fucking roll. And I want to I want to go alone because that's gonna make me talk to people and meet people and have fun and. I just, um, I need to grow and, and I want to get back to Tulum. Right on. You made me think of, uh, that, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers song from, it's from California, Californication where he says, uh, where I go, I just don't know. I might end up somewhere down in Mexico. Yeah. 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 Um, what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to having my house to myself. I'm looking forward to when Lewis eventually gets his own place and keeps and staying the night there and I'm in my home and I um I know that the first night will be very sad. I know I know it will, but I'm looking forward to when it isn't sad and when I can feel so confident and good alone. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Cuz I know it's going to hurt to get there, but I was that before I married Lewis, I lived alone for six years at my own apartment, beautiful place in Santa Barbara. And I remember the day we got, uh, the day I moved out, we were engaged. I graduated from college, and I we were and he we took the he took the last box to his truck, and I had a crate with like Windex and paper towels and all the cleanup stuff. And I went to like close the apartment for the last time, and I held the crate and I sobbed, and I was very very sad. And and I was engaged, and I was going off to get married, and you would think I'd be so happy, but I knew as a female that I was giving up my power by not living alone anymore. And I was so confident in my alone. I never tripped about being alone. I loved being alone. Me and him would hang out. We lived an hour away, so we'd hang out on the weekends, but I was alone all week. And I just really loved being alone. And then after being married for so long, you become codependent. That alone almost feels anxious. Like yeah. there will be times where Lewis and Kingston go somewhere and go fishing and I'll be alone for a few hours and, and, I, and I can't do it unless I'm high. Unless uh-huh. I'm stoned. If I'm sober alone, I'm shaky. I'm anxious. I don't know what to do with myself. And um, now I'm spending more time alone. But I'm so looking forward to when alone is so... When I'm back in my confidence alone. I hear that. And I'm really excited about it. Because I know that's where my power is. That's where... Like, I'm a really powerful bitch. Like, people underestimate me because I'm sensitive. They think I'm weak. But, like, they don't understand, like... I'm a witchy bitch. I will fuck you up with just your mind. I don't even have to touch you. I don't have to say shit. It's an energy. And I right. I, I, don't have it as strong as I could because right now I'm really codependent on my relationship and also on my son, you know? And there's a weird codependent. Like, he's around me all the time, so I'm not alone, you know? But once I get back to that I am alone by myself and that's where my power is, like, watch out, bitches. Watch it fucking out. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Tina San Lucas, thank you for coming on the podcast this morning. I love you, Jesse, so much. I want to grab you and hug you, but there's a mic between us. You're the best, dude. All right. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Bye. Bye.